Let's kick off today's episode with a little what's hot, what's not with Matt Taylor from MJT Hospitality. Matt, we're looking into 2024. What are some of the most important restaurant trends that you see coming forth this year? Oh, I love that question because I am excited for 2024. Two things are happening in the world of food that I am excited about. The first one is health forward. Let's think about where can we eat that we can leave guilt-free, we can have a, a healthy meal fast. So I think we're going to see some restaurants popping up that are quick service style restaurants that are very geared towards healthy eating. I love this because one of my 2024 uh, goals, it, I'm not going to say resolutions, is to live healthy and eat clean. I think we're going to see a lot of places opening up that are going to give us that opportunity. And second, one word, my favorite word in food, sandwiches. Yes. yes. You're speaking my language, brother. I knew it. We saw it in the tail end of 23. A lot of sandwich shops opened in 23. What we're going to see in 2024 is quick service restaurants. I think that some brands like Hometown Heroes, Little King, are going to really make a comeback. And we're going to see some sandwich shops that are opening everywhere from high end to uh, quick service drive throughs and they're going to get better and better because competition is fierce. I love it. Thanks for the insight, Matt. Let's get to the episode. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling 1-800-414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and there has been a lot of hype about a restaurant that opened near the end of 2023 in Omaha, and that is Salted Edge. I've contributed to that hype because I fell in love with this restaurant from the first time I visited, been a couple times, absolutely loved it. Had Chef Joel Hassanali on the podcast to talk about it with his sous chef, Tierra Hope. It was just a great episode and had a fantastic time. But I want to shine some light today on Salted Edge's sister concept. It hasn't gotten quite as much hype yet, but it should because it's bringing something new to Omaha's sweet side that I think is very welcome. That's talking about Sugared Ledge. So today we've got Chef Joel back to talk about it as well as Ashley Young. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's start off by just describing Sugared Ledge. How would you describe Sugared Ledge and what do you think helps it stand out from other donut shops and bakeries in Omaha? I'll let you go. Okay. 
Um, I think uh, the difference between us and other bakeries uh, is the high value that we have. Um, Chef and his team have helped create a lot of great things like the breakfast sandwiches, um, different kinds of donuts. Um, Chef and his team have come up with a lot of really creative ideas as far as donuts go, like the pistachio, um, the gluten-free lemon blueberry. I just feel like our stuff is at a it's at a more elevated level than a lot of other quote-unquote donut shops around town or more of a bakery anything to add to that chef yeah we just try to have fun with it try to have everybody be authentic come up with different ideas um just have them have that free range okay so as we get into this conversation if if somebody's listening to this and they're like man i gotta check sugared ledge out two locations that you can visit one is at about 204th and dodge in elkhorn and the other is in Waterloo, right next to Salted Edge. So just punch that into your GPS. You can find it super easy. Um, I want to get into kind of the, the origin story, though, because I know we talked a lot on the last podcast about Salted Edge, about how this was kind of your, your baby, Chef Joel, and you were really excited, and, and the Youngs tabbed you to be the, the chef of this restaurant. Where did the bakery concept come in? Because you don't see a lot of restaurants that have, like, a – a sister concept, you know, on the sweet side, where, where did the idea, where did the genesis for Sugared Ledge come from? Um, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we knew that the, that Salted Edge was going to be at a wedding venue. Um, and we saw that there was a flower shop going in and, um, we just thought, why not make it a one-stop shop? Um, you can have catering, you can have your flowers and, why not have your cake there or your cupcakes or your donuts or macaroons or whatever you needed? Um, so I told my husband, um, we need a, we have the empty bay next door. Let's get the, let's get a bakery going and we can offer that to the people who are coming up here for their weddings and their events and whatnot. And he said, no. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And he's like, no. And then like two weeks later he came home and he's like, oh yeah, uh, today I went ahead and got that bay next door. And I was like, you did what? <laughs> so, uh, so he listened to me, and I think he went out there and just kind of realized that it could definitely be a one-stop shop. Um, and you know, we're we are to cater to everyone, but really hoping that we you know can hone in on those people that don't have to go pick up their cakes from somewhere else. They can just bring them upstairs or their cupcakes, whatever it happens to be. Which we call our cupcakes handheld cakes. That's also why we're different. It's true, but. Um, yeah, that's where that came from. He kind of just surprised me and told me that he got the bay next door. Man, I need to come up with some better surprises for my <laughs> wife. Like, she's happy if I bring her home, like, flowers or something. <laughs> he brought you home a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Why handheld cakes versus cupcakes? Um, I am. I like to think outside of the box, and I like to be different than, um, you know, the girl next door or whatever it happens to be. Um, we have... Our donut holes are a sack of balls. We have um, a donut, you know, our, we, we have fun with it. Like we have the hot mama. We have just different names for different donuts that are fun. So we have handhelds instead of cupcakes. And then we have handheld pies and we have um, just different creative ideas that are, are supposed to be fun and bring people like bring a smile to people's faces. People have taken pictures of our receipts and posted them on social media. And been like, this place is hilarious. They have a sense of humor. They're fun. You know, so that's that's the vibe that we want to give out is that we're just fun and we like to see people smile and make them laugh and enjoy life. I love it. Uh, Chef Joel, as we'll get into, there are a couple 
a couple biscuits and items from Salted Edge that make an appearance on Sugared Ledge's menu as well. But is other than that, is there any connection between the two concepts other than name or are, are they kind of separate entities almost just under the same ownership? Uh, well, we try to keep it together, but it is separate entities. But we try to like cross-utilize and have some different ideas. Like Ashley just mentioned when she said about having fun, we try to have fun on both sides, right, on the Sugar Ledge side and the Salted Edge side. Um, so when we do create things, we kind of keep those things in mind, trying to what can we piggyback off of Salted Edge and create into to Sugar Ledge as well. So, so I, I am curious, like you talked previously about how Salted Edge was something that you were so excited about, very passionate about. When that concept of, oh, we're, we're adding a bakery too, when that comes up, what was your reaction to that? Um, be nice. I re- I re- what's up? Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> well, I remember I actually was in Italy when I got the the text message that hey, we're doing a bakery. <laughs> you know, I just got into Italy, probably about twenty four hours. Got that that text, and I was like, okay. So literally, I was helping create the recipe for the donuts while on vacation, and then came back, and we had two hundred and fourth. Um, and it's all about just kind of taking Ashley's and Greg's vision on what they really were looking for with the bakery and had fun with it. Um, so when that was presented to me, it's like, all right, grab the bulls by the horn and, and let's go. Did you have baking experience or experience with sweets previously? <sighs> Not really in that sense. I work for Chef Sherriard, who is, you know, a sweet the lord here queen, in, in, yeah. in the country. So I learned a lot from her. So it wasn't really out of my realm, but I was more of a savory guy. Mm-hmm. But the sweet, it, it's a challenge. Remember last time I came on here, I said, I love a challenge. So a challenge to be on the sweet side and kind of take some of Ashley's vision and so forth. I was like, all right, let's go with it. Let's see what comes about this. So well, here we are now. Cooking and baking are two wildly different things. I mean, one is probably a little bit more... Um, Forgiving. Cre- forgiving, yes, <laughs> creativity, being able to adjust both flavor, texture, everything on the fly, whereas baking is a little bit more scientific. And once something goes in the oven, you can't really bring it back <laughs> until you start a new batch. Right. What kind of, you know, I know you said you had some experience with baking, but like what kind of crash course did you put yourself on to level up your game so you could feel comfortable opening a bakery? Well, the donuts was a whole new game to me. So it was really learning the science behind it, right? We all know working with yeast and flour and water, but now putting all those things together when it comes to actually creating a donut. So that part for me was, I won't say challenging, but that was a learning curve on, all right, now I need to learn how to make donuts. Cake part I've done before, um, pastries and stuff like that, but a whole donut was a whole new world for me. So <laughs> it's kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll learn this on the fly. And we did. We have a great product that we're proud of, and we're still learning. We're still not, I won't say figuring things out, but still challenging ourselves on what can we do differently and still keep it unique where people are wanting more, just like the restaurant side of things do. So it's fun. What's the science behind a great donut? Uh, I'm not going to share that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to share that with all the people, your trade secrets? No, no they got to come in. They got to come in the sugar, sugar Ledge and find out. So Ashley talked a little bit about how you like to elevate things and, and keep them, you know, uh, a, a cut above what someone might expect, you know, just in the typical donut shop. How would you, e- either of you can answer this, how would you describe a sugared ledge donut? Me? Yeah. Sugared ledge donut. Um, I feel like because our donuts are made day of, that they are consistently fresh. 
Um, they're very light. I feel like when you bite into them and you eat them, they're they're not they're not dense and they're not heavy on the stomach or whatever. You can eat three or four if if you want to. <laughs> I think the gluten free okay. I could eat three or four of, but um, and I'm not gluten free. But um, yeah, I just think that they're they're very. Um, they're just not so heavy and just weigh down your mouth and weigh down everything. So I think that's a huge component of like why people like coming out to us and they like our donuts. They're not super greasy and heavy and they don't bog you down. Mm -hmm. It just melts in your mouth. The first time I remember tasting the glazed donut, I was like, wow, okay, we have something here, you know, because it's just like Ashley said, it's just so light, right? Rich in flavor and it just melts in your mouth. So, mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious because we've we've talked we've touched on a little bit, you know, you've got the handheld cakes, you've got wedding cakes that you do. You, you guys also offer macarons um, and, as well as other various desserts. But donuts, I feel like, are your calling card. That's kind of the thing that I see most often on social media. If you go into Sugared Ledge, there's a beautiful pastry case. 80 to 90 percent of it is dedicated to donuts. Why donuts? Why is that like your calling card? Why is that your signature? Well, out by us, there aren't any, um, you know, Waterloo, there's no point. other donut places out there. And our lake, um, West Shores has a lot of kids and there's seven lakes between our lake and DC West, um, high school, elementary school and preschool. So, um, you know, just a lot of times those are kid friendly lakes and whatnot. And we wanted to be able to cater to the, to the little kids and the adults alike, um, give them something to you know, that's not so far away. Um, 204th was not, I'm not going to say it wasn't supposed to be, but it came about because Spun Nuts went out. So we, we went there and took over that spot. Originally it was just supposed to be at West Shores. Um, but I think that Elkhorn needed one too. So for us, it's location, location, location. Makes sense. Now, one of the beautiful things about donuts is that they are so versatile. I mean, you can top them with just sugar or frosting, like just have a glaze and they can be fantastic. Or you can introduce savory elements like bacon or, or nuts into them. I mean, they're really kind of a blank canvas that you can do just about anything with. So as you have the concept of Sugar Ledge and you're like, okay, we, we have an opportunity to bring donuts to a community that doesn't really have a great option for donuts. How do you start creating that donut roster of here's what we're going to offer? Because I don't even know how many thousands of different donuts there are out there. How do you whittle it down and say, these are the ones that we're really going to hone in and focus on? We had a big list, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a big list when we first started because it was the excitement, right? We started this donut shop. We had so many different ideas. Um, we had to like slow down, like, all right, let's pick our top nine. And before you know it, it was nine, then it was 13, then it was 18. It just keeps growing and growing. Um, and that's all to the, the guest that comes in the restaurant. Because um, one of the things, sorry, in the restaurant, but the bakery, one of the things is we have a donor of the month. So every month we try something new and exciting. And for that month, depends on the sales and getting the feedback from the guests and so forth. We're like, you know what, let's throw it on there. What is one more donut? <laughs> and that's how, like, the pistachio came about. That was... Uh, Last year, that was March month, donut of the month, and I wanted to do a pistachio matcha, and Ashley loved it, and we got so many great reviews, so we're like, you know what, it's gonna stay on there, you know. We kind of switched it up with the maple bacon because we just started off with maple. Uh, we had a margarita donut for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that was good. That donut was insane, <laughs> you know, and that was just Ashley 
you know, Ashley is very creative and, like she said, think outside the box. So she's like, you know, Cinco de Mayo, we should think about something with margarita, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And she chose some ideas out there and just went to town. And then I call over to try. She tries every donut that goes on the menu. She, I get her approval. So the she donut try. pro? Oh, yeah. She tries it and she'll get feedback. Chef, no, I don't like it. Yep, this is good. And then we take it from there and ends up on the menu. That didn't make it on the menu, not because it wasn't good. We figure we'll just save that and bring it back again this year. There you go. Give something people to look forward to again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they see it pop up on social media, it's just like, I know where I'm going today. So, yeah, smart. Is there a donut of the month that, and you just listed off a couple, but that you're like, that you're most proud of, whether it was just super delicious or, hey, it was a good idea, but it took a long time to like figure out how to execute it. And when we did, it was just fantastic. Are there any that come to the front of your head as something that really stood out? Well, there's two. Okay. Um, one made it for Donut of the Month. The other one didn't. Um, not because it wasn't good, just execution, but we had a um, banana creme brulee donut. Whoa. And that thing was insane. But after really thinking about it and just trying to make sure, with us, we always want to make sure that we can execute on a high level. Um, so we're still trying to figure that one out. And it's going to make the menu. I promise you it would. I'm just trying to figure out some logistics on how I can make sure it's consistent at all times. But that's one of the donuts I was really proud of. Um, and I would say the next one is the Hot Mama. And that's Ashley, you know, Ashley love spice. <laughs> so how can we actually introduce sweet and spice? So the Hot Mama, we ran that for last year, February. Um, it's coming back this year. And I think when it comes back, it's going to stay on the menu because it's, uh, it's a special one. It's really cool. Coming back hotter. It's coming back hotter. So, from what from what you're saying, it sounds like it's got a little kick to it. it what what it, is the donut? So it is. It's a. It's a Bavarian donut stuffed with a um, strawberry fluff that's infused with a little bit of hot honey. Then we actually infuse the chocolate with chili oil and then sprinkle chili flakes on top. So you get layers. You get sweet and heat of layers with every bite that you get into. Your creativity just never ceases to amaze me. And, like, it, I was blown away with the stuff that you put on your savory menu. But seeing you translate that into the sweet world and taking this world of donuts, which so often is just, oh, it's glaze. It's an apple fritter. It's a, uh, you know, a bear claw, whatever it might be. <laughs> you're putting hot honey and chili flakes in a donut and people love it. I just, I find that so fascinating. I absolutely love it. Where you've said a little bit, but like, where does the inspiration for some of these donuts, especially the donuts of the month come from? Like who, who, who thinks of the hot mama? Where does that come from? It's a little bit of Ashley and I'll let her talk more about it, but it was just something that, you know, we, we do a lot of research and we talk about a lot of different things, things that we like and don't like. Um, and like I said, Ashley just wanted to be creative with something with heat. Um, and I think you had one before, I think it was? No. Okay. Um, but the way it came about, you know, she's like, we should do something with some sort of chili. Um, the name Ashley came up with, and my job was just to figure out, okay, heat, chocolate, what else can we put in there? And strawberry makes sense, right? And it's in Valentine's, you know, around February. Um, so it's just trying to just like, once again, create some things and see what's stick and what doesn't. It's kind of like being a chef when we talked on the last podcast is challenging yourself and taking some, some risk 
and see what works and what doesn't work. How do you do, like time-wise, how do you do this, Joel? Because, I mean, for, for, <laughs> most, for most chefs, like, owning and operating a restaurant is more than, you know, a full-time job. It's 70-plus hours a week. And, you know, we talked last time about how much experimenting you guys do. And I know that you, you trust Chef Hope quite a bit, and you've handed some of the reins off to her, but you're still very hands-on there. I've seen you there. When you're in the restaurant, you are all hands-on deck. But you've also got a bakery, and you're experimenting with the sweet side of things, too, and you're figuring out how am I going to combine, you know, uh, chocolate and spicy into a donut and not, you know, make people wonder if I'm crazy. Like, how do you have the time to do all this? Well, once again, it's, it's having great people around you. So our staff is the ones that really help hold things down. Um, so it starts off with that. You can't actually be successful and do all the things that I can do if I don't have great people around me. So we have a great staff at Sugar Ledge um, that can hold down some things and even try to bounce off ideas from some of them. I would just literally have an idea and say, here's the recipe. Take care of that. Let me know when it's done. I'll come back and I'll try it. You know, sometimes if I do have the time, I'll stick around and play around with it myself. But it's just having great people around me to actually enable me to actually do these things. Is there a signature Sugar Ledge donut? Like, if somebody's listening to this and they're convinced and they come into the donut shop, is there one that, like, they have to try that you know is going to get them hooked and bring them back again? The fritter. The fritter. I was going to say we're authentically known for the fritter. The fritter. What, what is it about the fritter that makes it special? Uh, Real apples. The real flavor of the yeah. apples. You're getting, like, big chunks of apples. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not hidden at all. When you bite into it, you're going to taste the apples. So okay. that and this, the crunch, you know, we played around with it for a while. It's like, all right, what are we looking for in a fritter? Some, you know, everyone has their own opinion on a fritter, whether it's like really thin and has a nice crunch or it's a little thick. And, you know, we try to find that sweet spot where you can get both. You get that nice crunch, but a little bit of softness in the middle and then just apple flavor everywhere. I love that. You can actually taste the apples oh, in yeah. an apple fritter. Go figure. Most yeah. donut shops somehow can't get that right, but... I'm excited to try you guys' version of it. Uh, one thing that we talked about on the Salted Edge podcast is how you guys take a lot of familiar dishes, dishes that people might recognize, but you put one or two little creative twists on it. So like a dish is presented to someone and it looks a little bit different than what they're expecting. And then they taste it. And there's this combination of like nostalgia. I know what this is. And also, wow. This is like really good, and I wasn't expecting that flavor or that texture to come through in this. Is it the same with Sugared Ledge? Are you trying to find ways with with each donut or each handheld cake, cupcake, whatever it might be, to to give someone something you know is going to delight them, but also surprise them in a little way? I would say yes. Um, once again, it's it's doing all research and a lot of. It's not just like making this donut and that's it. Right. We tried. We tested. We have different people tried and make sure that we're hitting those those key points and what we're looking for and trying to have the wow factor. You know, a couple of examples, for instance, like the uh, maple bacon. Right. I'm not going to give my secret on what we do at a making maple, but we wanted to switch some things up and just having just a regular just like diced bacon on top or just, you know, or sliced bacon on top. So just start off with the way we cook our bacon and when it's finished, what we do with it to actually give it that when you had that one, you said you taste the crunch, you taste sweet, you taste so many different things, right? The salt. So we try to just do little things that can make it different and unique and still try to give that wow factor. It was easily the crispiest bacon I've ever had on a maple bacon donut. Like 
yes, there's there's a sweet and salty um, balance, but I think the balance that I that like surprised and thrilled me even more was that you guys talked about that soft, just real moist, tender donut, and then right. you've got this like actual crunchy bacon. And I think part of it might be exactly what you said, Ashley. When you're making it every day in house. It's not sitting there. The bacon's not getting soft because it's sitting out for hours and hours, maybe even from the day before. It's all being made fresh, and you can taste that both in the flavor and the texture. Mm-hmm. Now, we got to get into the savory world a little bit because we've talked a lot about sweets, but you guys, it was back in November, introduced some savory breakfast items as well. You put a couple tarts on the menu. I haven't had the chance to try those yet. I'm sure they're great, but I'm here to talk about the breakfast sandwich. Because I am a breakfast sandwich fiend. They are some of my favorite things to eat. And yours was just so wildly unique. And we can get into that in a second. But I'm just, I I love talking to chefs, especially at breakfast restaurants. Because breakfast sandwiches are just, you can do so much with them. And I very rarely find two that are super similar. They're all very unique. So as you have it in your head that I'm going to make a breakfast sandwich and put it on the menu... How did you come up with the one that you ended up with? Well, first of all, when it comes to breakfast, um, Greg Young loves a good breakfast. So he made a clear one sweet <laughs> from the bakery. We have to have some soda. He's just throwing ideas out there. You know, we need <laughs> burrito. We need this. We pizza. need this. Yeah. We need a pizza. How can we get a pizza, a breakfast pizza in the bakery? So I'm working on that. Um, <laughs> but with this, this particular sandwich, um, the orange rosemary biscuit is just unique in itself. So I wanted to, one, like I said, cross-utilize and just not having just a regular biscuit, um, but figure out how would the flavors work. And I remember just one day I went into the kitchen early and started working on the breakfast sandwiches, and I was like, I had a choice between the rosemary and just a regular um, biscuit. Created our, our sausage that we have in-house as well, pork sausage uh, with fennel. So I think about fennel rosemary, orange, they all just work together. Um, so it's like, I just created it, just like put it together and see if it works. I remember I sent uh, Ashley, they were on vacation, and I sent a picture, and Ashley's like, let me guess. And she just went through what biscuit it was, the sausage, and then she's like, and she gave two cheeses, um, which was the gray and the Havati. Um, but I just wanted to try different things and just see what, what stick, and when I had it, it was like, oh yeah. I was like, this works, because you get that flavor from the orange, right? Then you get the rosemary, but then when you into that sausage and the cheese, they all just, the, the layers of flavors you get from start to finish is just really unique. That, so. that was the thing that amazed me when I had it is just like the longer I chewed, like the longer it was in my mouth, the more that I was discovering. I mean, like first, I think it was just like the wildness of having citrus right. in a breakfast sandwich. I was just like, what is that doing here? But it totally belongs and then you bring in the savory and the sweet of the sausage and just the gooiness of the cheese. The egg was great. Ashley, what do you remember trying the breakfast sandwich for the first time? Was it just like, yes, we hit it? Well, I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very much. Never so mind then. <laughs> I actually, he made me um, uh, one with like jalapeno salt and, um, and there was no cheese in it either for me. He's pretty kind to me. But it was the tart one, and it was really good. Um, my husband was like, you have to try this. And I was like, fine. <laughs> and I did try it, and I was like, that's powerful. I mean, 
And that's another thing that sets us apart from any other bakery is the fact that we can utilize from the restaurant and use that's part of our breadboard over the restaurant. So, mm-hmm. you know, just marrying the two to come up with a breakfast sandwich is genius. Yeah, you heard me. now one of the things that i wanted to ask you about today is this breakfast sandwich we're talking about specifically just in case we haven't made it clear it's sausage egg gruyere uh on a rosemary and orange biscuit i think we hit all those things but i want to make sure that we did correct i was gonna ask you if there were any other iterations of the breakfast sandwich that were coming out because i very much need to try that and you brought a couple in you had answered my question before i even asked it so for those watching um if you can get a look at this we've got black pepper bacon uh is it white american cheese white cheddar white cheddar cheese excuse me an egg and this is a jalapeno uh cheddar biscuit correct correct am i I allowed to eat this on camera do you want to try the hot sauce in-house made hot sauce with it i mean i was gonna go in just as is first okay let's take a bite just (laughs) as is you can't leave this isn't awkward at all <laughs> I'll let you decide. That's fantastic. If I were wiser, I would take a smaller bite because <laughs> this is an audio thing. And I need to be able to talk. I mean, again, the person gets that biscuit right away. The biscuit is just so well made. It's so buttery. It's just got such a good flakiness to it. I mean, you can like, you can look in this thing and see the layers, which is just awesome. You can see the specks of jalapeno and then that bacon. You guys know how to do bacon. Whatever you're doing with the bacon that finishes it off, that's really nice. And I am a hot sauce, like, freak. Oh, this is. I have so many bottles of hot sauce. My wife will tell you, I rarely go a meal without using hot sauce. So I'm very excited for this. How long has it sat? Is it hot? Oh, it's a good one. Good. Coming in for oysters then. (laughs) Put it inside the hot mama. That would be good. Maybe we'll try that. See, this is where ideas come up from. I'll take 15 bottles of that right now. That has such a. Just. I love a good vinegar hot sauce. So to have that punch up front is good. Nice heat to it. I mean, I guess, why am I describing it? You go ahead. Well, what, <laughs> is, what is this hot sauce? How did it, like, you, were, you were going really well. How, how, what inspired this, and how did you create it? Well, we wanted to have our hot sauce um, for our oysters. So we have three different things that go with our oysters, and one of them is a hot sauce. And if we're making everything in-house, why not make hot sauce? And Ashley loves spicy things. Greg does. Chef Tierra does. So it's like the challenge, like, you know what? Let's just make it in-house. And over the summer, Ashley grows a lot of pepper plants. So she would just bring me peppers whenever. Or sometimes you send me home to go pick them out of my garden (laughs) on date night. It's true. But jalapenos and um, she had sriracha, um, I think it was cayenne, you had ghost peppers, just a whole bunch of different peppers. So we just started being creative with it and just started with the fermentation process with the peppers. And we did that for probably about a good two weeks. And Chef Tierra and I just collaborated and came up with this awesome, awesome hot sauce that's now in-house. Oh, that is fantastic. If you want to start bottling it and selling it, you can like put me on pre-order for nice. whatever. It's part of the plan, too. 
whatever you need to. <laughs> I I love it. I am having a very hard time. I'm not going to eat the rest of this because that's as terrible to just have me chewing for the entire episode. Not great for hosting, but delicious. I'm going to house the rest of it as soon as we're done. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. With 2024 fully in swing, maybe one of your goals this year is to eat healthier. I have a great suggestion for you. Eat more beef. More specifically, I should say, more Certified Piedmontese beef. Certified Piedmontese has less fat and saturated fat, fewer calories, and more protein per ounce than prime-grade beef without sacrificing any of that tender, juicy flavor that you love. In fact, Certified Piedmontese beef has fewer calories than salmon. This beef is so lean and tender that you don't have to sacrifice any flavor. Don't believe me? Just try Certified Piedmontese for yourself. Use my promo code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, to save 25% off your order at CertifiedPiedmontese.com, and you'll see just how delicious these steaks, burgers, brisket, and more can be. Both your taste buds and your waistline will thank you. And now, back to my guest. (laughs) Now I'm going to bring us back to the episode. I'm going to take us about 180 degrees away from hot sauce. (laughs) I want to talk about custom cakes, because... I mean, if somebody goes on Sugared Ledge's um, either the website, Instagram, I mean, yeah, you're going to see a lot about donuts, but you're also going to see some really beautiful cakes that require some serious skill and a variety of techniques. I mean, I just perused the Instagram page, and there are gender reveal (laughs) cakes. There are cakes with monster trucks and Barbies and mermaids and beer and Lilo and Stitch, which was, like, super realistic. I mean, these are not just typical, you know, birthday party cakes for kids or whatever this is like real professional stuff how do you train your bakers and decorators to be able to handle something on that high of a level they found us they found you they are they are fantastic yes um yeah they'll do anything from gender reveal to a dirty 30 to a bachelorette party they they can do it all and they are very very talented for sure where where did you find them? Like where did they come from? Um, Mandy came with one of our other employees, um, her sister in law Sarah, and Johnny. Well, Mandy found Johnny. Mandy found Johnny. Yeah, ah, see, Mandy okay. found Johnny. Um, just she was just admiring her her work that she did on Facebook and Instagram, and contact her. And I spoke with her and interviewed her, and it was a no brainer. Having two cake creators like we do, it's they're amazing. The things that they do, it's just like it's insane. It's it's insane. You walk into the bakery when they're back there decorating, and the music is jamming, and they are having an incredible time. And I walk in, I'm like, this is how this is what your career should be like. This is how you should love it, and they love it, and they are incredible, for sure. And once again, like we talked about, with you know taking chances and seeing where limit goes, they. They do it all. Like, there's nothing that you can say, hey, I need a cake of that they can't create. It's just amazing to see them work and see from where the products start and when it's finished and the wow factor. It's it's insane. They are very, very talented, and we are very lucky and proud to have them on our team. Yeah, and Mandy's a really good teacher as well. Um, she has taught uh, some of our other staff to how to do the donuts, you know, how to make them look like snowmen and stuff like that. And it's, and they're adorable. And our staff is incredible when, with decorating the donuts too. And, and yeah, so she's a good teacher. 
Something that I've found both in this conversation and from talking about Salted Edge is you are so wildly creative that I think sometimes you struggle to edit down a menu <laughs> and that you just want to have everything on there and you have all these good ideas in your head and you're just like, I can't scrap that idea. That idea has to exist. And I bring this up because if you go on uh, Sugared Ledge's website and look at your options for a cake, there are 14 different sizes, 20 different cake flavors, 11 different frostings, and 16 different fillings. So if I were smart, I would be able to tell you how many permutations of cake you can get at Sugar Ledge, but I'm not intelligent, so I didn't even try to do that. Like, as you're deciding what you're going to allow customers to do, how do you, how do you put something out there that has this many options, that allows them to customize and make the experience what they want it to be without overwhelming your bakers of being like, I have to learn how to make 30 different frostings? Like, that's crazy. How, how do you find that balance? Well, I think it's, it's in all honesty, it's not, it's not me, it's not Ashley, mm -hmm. it's not Greg, it's, it's the staff. You know, cake creators, we give them that freedom. All of those flavors and um, icings and different cakes and stuff, that's all our cake creators. Yeah. That's all of them. They're the one that, you know, like I said, they don't want to came up with the flavors and it's pretty much just stamp of approval. Yes, done, fine. So so they would not do anything that they can't handle. And we give them that open range. Because once again, we want them to actually be themselves, be creative, have fun with it, and give our guests any option that they desire. How do you build that trust with a baker or just really any employee where you just know that if they have an idea, you can tell them, yeah, I want you to run with that because I trust you. How do you develop that trust? Where does that come from? Well, I think it is just like when Chef Tierra is on here is working with them and knowing that individual. But with Mandy, the short time that I've worked with her is just seeing what she does, seeing her work ethic, right? Seeing the passion and the care um, and then her experience that she has. So it's easy to actually trust her to just take the wheel and, and go with it. And once again, it's, it's with building a restaurant and being part of the bakery, it's like you have to be able to trust your staff, right? Can't do it all by myself, right? So it's, it's just kind of like listen to them. And that's one of the things that we try to just listen to our staff, see their needs, their wants, um, and what they can handle. And once again, if they can handle it, then go for it. So it's all about just giving them that freedom to really showcase themselves. Um, and when it came to Mandy and even Johnny, just seeing her work and her work ethic, and she's like live on Facebook and she's having a great time and she's actually talking through on what she's doing and so forth. It's, it's a no-brainer. It's easy to say, okay, you guys got it. Well, they, yeah, they came to us with books and stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, Mandy had an entire portfolio that she showed us. And Johnny, she's on the Tic Tac. She's got all that stuff mm -hmm. out there. She's got some crazy stuff, and she's very good with social media, too. So we were able to look back and see what she'd done in the past. And, yeah, they're both very solid. And what's crazy about it is it's with Mandy and with both, but you can just share your vision of what you're looking for, and they'll take it from there. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember they did several cakes for my, for my kids for their birthdays and stuff, and you know, I just told Mandy, my son likes dinosaurs. And she's like, okay. And she made this T-Rex head that was unreal. <laughs> Didn't even want to cut the thing. 
you know, it just looks so real. But then it's good. Um, but then it's good, right? When you get into it, it's like, wow, the cake, the frost, and everything. So it's, it's just well put together. Um, like I said, kudos to them because they do an amazing job. What is one of the best examples that you can think of? Something like that. I'm thinking more flavor-wise and design potentially, but where you just came to them and you said, hey, I'm thinking, you know, whatever it might be i'm thinking like we need a you know a mint cake or you know a, a cake with maybe a little spice to it or some chilies or something have you been able to come to them just with anything like that and they just came and gave you back something where you were just like holy smokes this is way better than i even imagined it would be i would say manny does that a lot because i would just throw things at her even with creating donuts you know i would have an idea and she's like chef but what if we do this and i was like didn't thought about that. Let's try it and see. And she'll come back and you're like, wow, okay, that's good. That's going to stick, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's just some things, like I said, it's just with that experience, um, places that they both have worked um, and just been doing this for a, a long while. It's where it's like, okay. You know, they just come up with some great things. But I, I can't really think about a story at one point in time where I actually... There are just so many some that things they bleed out into there, each other. Right, yeah. it's just, you know, like I said, we'll be just working hand in hand. And either I'm in the kitchen working on the backside of the bakery, working on donuts, and she's working on cakes. And while I'm talking, she's listening, and she'll come back around and be like, but chef, what if we do this? You know, I have a great idea. And she'll go in her station and come back with something. We'll put it together. And before you know it, it's like, all right, we got a winner. So. I think her champagne flavor is one of the top sellers. That's one that really that wows people. That is a people. good one. Yeah, the yeah. champagne cake. That is, that's a good one. How exciting is that as a chef to not just have whatever it might be sous chefs, bakers, you know, other um, line cooks, you know, whoever it might be beneath you, not just there to execute your vision and just you know take orders. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. I'll make whatever you want but that are so invested that they have ideas and they want to bring things to the table and they'll bring things to you and maybe not i'm sure not every idea gets accepted because there's a reason that you are in charge of the kitchen or the bakery and and they're not but i imagine that has to be really invigorating to have a staff that is so passionate that they're not just worker bees but they're trying to find other ways to contribute as well right yeah i mean that's one of the things that ashley you know, she allowed and she always made it clear that she just wants everyone to, we want everyone to be heard, right? So whatever ideas, um, suggestions or so forth, we want to be able to listen to our people. Um, and I remember a chef always told me, uh, I work for a chef, and he's like, some of his best ideas that he've created came from his staff, right? Because they're doing this every day. They're seeing this stuff. Um, you know, some of some of my best creations that... We created certain restaurants was from staff meal. One of the one of the cooks were actually cooking staff meal. I was like, "Ooh, I like that," and just doctor it up. And here you go, you have a great finished product. It's kind of the same thing with the bakery. They they play around with with certain things and bring it to us and be like, "Chef, try this." Yeah, you especially know? with the donut of the month, we mm -hmm. we try to you know have them have a lot of say in that and see if they come up with ideas. I think it was the lavender honey that they that our staff came up with. Yep, and they they created that one, and that one went over really well um so you know just having them know that they're a big part of it and they're not just behind the scenes that their their ideas are out there too is it's fun i love that i want to go back to the beginning of sugared ledge a little bit um 
so Salted Edge and then the the Waterloo location of Sugared Ledge, they opened fall of 2023, somewhere somewhere in that timeline. But the original Sugared Ledge, uh, the first one in Elkhorn, opened in November of 2022. What do you guys remember most about that day, opening day? Opening day, huh? This is your vision come to life, Ashley. What do you remember about like actually being able to to see it and eat it and seeing people in the space? What was that like for you? Um, it was a little nerve wracking because I didn't really know what to expect, and it is my baby, and so I was just um, hoping and praying that people would come in the door. And um, we didn't do a lot of advertising, but people were anticipating it the people who knew about it um and i think we did fairly well that first week um just with people with foot traffic coming in and people raving about the donuts we had gone out and we'd spent some time taking the donuts out before the opening and getting them out to the community a little bit but it was it was nerve-wracking and exciting at the same time i know those things aren't supposed to come together but um it was it was pretty cool chef um for me, it was kind of the same because here am I in a whole new different element. And it's like, all right, we're opening up a donut shop. And not that I would say keep our fingers crossed, but it was kind of like Ashley said, didn't do any kind of advertisement and so forth because it happened so fast. Um, and we just decided just to go with it and kind of see what's, what, you know, pretty much was out there. Um, so the first day was just like, okay, we're, we're doing this. We're here. It's opening up. Let's continue. I remember, um, I remember I had a conversation with Ashley, and she's like, I remember when we first started, she's like, you can do donuts, right? And I was like, yeah, I can, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're proud with the product we have. Um, took a lot of work. We're still working on things, right? We're still trying to get better at things. Um, but just having a great staff and having the support of our staff is awesome. Now, fortunately, you know, you mentioned you didn't do a lot of advertising. Uh, it didn't take people very long to get that the concept was something special. Your first sellout was December 3rd. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, maybe a couple weeks before that sellout comes. What kind of confidence did it give you guys that, A, not only are people realizing that we're here, which is huge, obviously, but they're really digging it and this is like we know we have a good product but people are recognizing that now and they're coming and getting this how much confidence did that give you i mean you're still always a little bit nervous because it's new and you're just hoping that you know this sticks and it's stuck so um i mean it was a confidence boost and it did make us like kind of that wow factor of like you know it was only two weeks because yeah i think it was only like yeah. two weeks if even that was right before our first sellout. And so I'm like, we did what? Oh, <laughs> all right. Like, I can do this again. Um, so that was fun. And then, you know, always, always adjusting with the PARS is um, to hope that we don't always sell out and that we're not, you know, over, over creating. So, um, but no, that was a, that was a real wow factor. It was a learning, learning curve for all of us, right? Because you don't want to run out. But also selling out is not a bad thing, right? Because it means the demand is there. It create, you know? And it creates great so, buzz and yeah. FOMO on social media too. So I, I remember us just trying to like, all right, wow, we did, you know, 450 donuts. Then we sold it by 9 o'clock. We need to up the par, right? 
but still trying to find a sweet spot because we're still trying to figure things out and see what Saturdays look like and what Sundays look like and just trying to figure some things out. So it was that, that learning part of it, but it was still that, like, okay, we're selling out at 9 o'clock. It's a good thing. Let's add a couple more yeah. donuts on the menu. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We we cut, like I said, we start off with so many and start off with nine, and then things were going great. So we just like, all right, let's add three more. Let's add four more. Let's add, let's start doing long johns, you know, on stuff and stuff. And it just kept going. I do like to Google, like, best donut shops in New York City, best donut shops in Connecticut, like wherever, Dallas, and just see, like, what their donuts are on their list just to get, come up with some ideas. That's that's and nice text me. I I'll, do. I'll get a text. You do not want to yeah. be on our text. Like between True Greg business. and I. <laughs> I imagine I would just be hungry at, at all times and be waking you know, up. With and... Ashley, the sweet side. So, chef, you need to take a look at this. Or, Can we do this? So we should do this. And then Greg on the savory side for the restaurant is like, take a look at this. We should do this. How about this? So it's it's great, though. It's great back and forth. Just, you know, getting ideas and just trying to make it fun. And with your experience and background and creativity, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't imagine you say no a whole lot. Oh, he uh. has to. We get we text him almost daily. Like we probably annoy him. Oh shoot! It's fine. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I do say no. I, you got to have the limit. And, he doesn't and... say no. He says, "Okay, I'll think about that." And, you're like, oh, and then you just let it go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come back on this one. Yeah. But he's really good at, like, I'll come up with, like, some random idea, and he's like, let me take it in another direction. So um, a lot of our stuff is a collaboration. It's not just me or it's not just him. It's it's a good combo. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. How, especially early on in the, in the bakery, when you don't quite have all the data, how, how do you work the math to try and figure out how many donuts we're going to offer? Because obviously – like we talked about, there's a benefit to selling out because if if I see that a restaurant sold out or if I try and go go get donuts and they're like, oh, sorry, you know, we, we sold out. I'm like, OK, well, this this donut shop must be awesome if people are buying them all. I That motivates me to come back and try more. So there's a benefit to selling out. But obviously, if you sell out, you're not making any more money. That, right. that That's it for the day. You cut right. yourself off. You also don't want to make too much because, like you said, Ashley, you guys are making these things daily. You're not saving any for the next day. So those donuts are just getting thrown out, given to staff. I, I don't know what, what you would do with them, but they're not being sold. So you, how do you find that sweet spot of we're not you know, selling out super early? Maybe we sell out you know, mid-morning, end of the day, whatever it might be. But we also don't have a, a lot of extra. And you know, I'm sure that varies by day, by time of the year, all these different types of stuff. How do you like get that math down? I can't even imagine how difficult that is. Well, it's it's trying to learn your business, right? So it's, it's really paying attention and, and seeing. First, we start off with the recipe of how many a one-time recipe, how many donuts we get out of that and start doing the math from there, right? So we know a one-time can get us anywhere from 180 to two to 200 donuts, and it's literally... All right, so we're closed on Mondays. We're closed on Tuesdays. This is when we first started. But on Wednesdays, we do this much, and we sold it at this time. So next week, let's up that by 0.5 and see what happens. So it's taking it day by day, week by week, and then adjusting, trying to see. We know on the weekends we're going we're gonna to sell, right? We know on Saturdays and Sundays we're busy. Everyone is, is you know, coming to get donuts, buying by the dozen. So we try to keep that to a steady par. But the weekdays is where it becomes tricky. So it's just really just trying to learn the business aspect part of it, 
knowing the traffic flow, knowing the day of the week, and then just, just adjusting and then keeping track on that. Because um, there are some times when, you know, you get that, like you said, right? You run out, but you're not making any money. So it's like, all right, you know what? We're going to up it by two. And then, holy crap, now we have donuts left over. What are we going to do with it, right? Um, so it's learning that part. But I would tell you this much. We try not to let our donuts go to waste, per se. Right, if we do have leftovers, we try to think about some creative way and how we can get it out there so people know what we're doing. Or um, use it in the restaurant. Yeah. Well, that's now we use it in a restaurant now. But when we first started, like Ashley would be creative with things. You know, we should go here. We should take donuts here. Oh, great. We should take donuts here. And we did that. And that's how we actually got the name out by just, you know, taking donuts, a dozen donuts to this company or a dozen donuts to the fire department, the police department, you know, certain places here. Try your donuts, you know. Um, and the names just start just start getting out there. So it was sort of more that trial error where it's like, all right, we just need to kind of, you know, learn the business and try to figure out our pars and so forth. So this sounds like you know a crazy question because you could go in so many directions with it because the concept is still so young. I mean, we're talking about something that, as of recording this, is probably math. 13, 14 months old since, you know, the the first location opened. But when you look at the future of Sugared Ledge, what what do you see? What are the possibilities that you're excited about? Um, my vision would actually be uh, to create protein donuts that are healthy. I've actually created one in my house that is a dark chocolate raspberry. It's all organic, all vegan. Um, protein donut with um, I made a lemon raspberry icing for it and it's really good and chef said once we got the other location open and things kind of settled down we could you know work on that a little bit more I would love to have some high protein donut options for people Um, there's a yoga a yoga studio next door so I think you know they'd like to come over and have something if they don't want to do the savory they still want to indulge in a donut but you know it's it's only got four grams of sugar in it instead um that would be my vision for the future, um, right? Yes. <laughs> More gluten-free donuts as well, too. Oh, um, yes. Ashley is very creative. Ashley does a lot of things at home and just like, chef, you need to try this. So a lot of the donut ideas, I don't take credit for it because she's like, chef, we need to have a protein donut. Here you go. Try this. And I would try it. And she's like, you can be honest. you know. But she comes up with some really fun and great ideas and just make it at home and... Have me try it and see if something that, you know, that it, it makes sense to put on a menu um, and make sure that one with us is always about the quality, right, and the expectation of making sure we put the best product in there. So if it's something that it's an idea that we like, we'll work on it until we have like, okay, we're good. We feel really good about this product. We can put it out there. So protein, um, donuts, some more, some more um, gluten-free. Um, one that I'm excited I like to try is a vegan um but the protein one is vegan i know but but (laughs) but i do have a recipe i'm seeing that relentlessness here this does not surprise me that you're getting texts all the time about certain things he knows that i'm kind of a health nerd so he didn't like my bee pollen donut let's just throw that out there add honey and bee pollen on top he didn't like that one but have you had our gluten-free <laughs> our lemon blueberry gluten-free is my favorite in the entire bakery and i am not gluten-free oh we brought you one. Oh, oh okay yeah we did that then i will be trying that i haven't had it yet all i've had so far is the the espresso one and the maple bacon and yeah. oh and just a uh, normal just like sugar donut like mm, nothing yeah. 
I was going to say nothing special about it, but it was pretty special. <laughs> uh, and we're kind of running up against the clock here, but I, I want to get you guys' perspective. Looking back, Ashley, you know, when, when this concept comes in, into your head and you're trying to sell Greg on, we need to have a bakery concept that goes along with this. From what you had in your head to what Sugared Ledge is now, like, was this your vision from it, or how has it changed and transformed over time? Um, it definitely... I definitely wasn't expecting to open as fast as we did. Um, that was not in the playbook. But then I was also the one who pushed to put it in to where Spud Dutz was. So um, I think it's coming to fruition. I think that we're getting there again. It's like, you know, fighting with the pars and just doing things like that. I want to be make sure that we're very consistent. And um, but the fun side of it is yes, because they do let me play a little bit, you know, with ideas and we I do get to hear their ideas and um, it's and collaborating with the restaurant now that it's open is that's what we envisioned it all to be about. So it's been really fun. It's exciting and I enjoy it. So. And chef Joel, when the youngs come to you with the idea, I mean, you knew that you were opening a restaurant and salted edge, you were excited about it and they come to you with the idea, Hey, we're going to add a bakery too. And we want you to head that up going from there to where you are now with your knowledge, your ability to make donuts and seeing the success that Sugared Ledge has become, like, can you even believe the, the journey that you've gone on in such a short amount of time? I'm still on that journey. Still on the journey. Yes, the journey's uh, not over. You know, but um, no, it's been, uh, it's, been a, it's been great. You know, it's, it's like I said, it's like listen to their vision and, and things that, you know, they would like to see and want. And just trying to wrap my mind around it. Okay, how can we make this work? How can we make this successful? Um, the great thing about Greg and Ashley, it's, it's they allow me to actually take their vision and bring it to life, right? And really just like showcase what we can do. But also, I won't say the word, I won't say push back, but kind of like push back and be like, how about if we try this? Because I think this will work better. They're very open to that. Um, fun to work for and collaborate with so it's just been it's been awesome just seeing what we have brought with the bakery starting off at 204th and then now at west shores and then the restaurant it's just it's just amazing and there's so much more fun things it's just it's good stuff you guys are doing fantastic work uh thank you for the hard work that you put in to to open not only salted edge but two locations of sugared ledge one a little ahead of your schedule but you made it work yeah um and thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast today i mean this is it's truly fun to see people who are so excited about what they're doing and chef i i, I knew that you had that for the savory side but to see that crossover to the sweet side as well and listeners i'm not kidding you like these donuts are really really good and i'll tell you as someone who has eaten far more breakfast sandwiches than my heart is happy about these are some of the better ones i will happily tell you that the biscuit is just the perfect starting point to create a great breakfast sandwich and you have a great biscuit so long-winded way of getting back around to saying thank you for taking the time to come on the show today i really appreciate you guys making the effort and bringing all this awesome delicious deliciousness with you thank you for the invite yeah. it was yeah, fun definitely. thank you for having us it's been great people Go see Sugared Ledge. Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us.
Ahura Media Production.